First world, come in and take a seat Pay us no attention, it's all conspiracy We have satire and parody, some funny, some perverse If none of it's offensive to you, you'd be the first The Immortal Mass, a 1970 superhero crime noir adventure that follows a retired soldier who is given a covenant interview with a death row inmate. What he learns from the interview thrusts him into Atlanta's shadowy underworld. He'll have to utilize his military training to survive from being hunted for the information that could topple the most powerful ruling class in the city. This is not a pre-order or a crowdfunding campaign. Get your books now at Denali's.com.
Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Lori Calcaterra. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. Lori, I, I see you on YouTube all the time, and it just occurred to us like a couple of days ago, you've never stopped over. You haven't borrowed a cup of sugar. You haven't popped in to see how we're doing. So we had to correct that and get you yes. on the channel here. We absolutely did. I feel like like I stopped in in the chats. I'm like, why have I never been here before? And then you were like, why haven't you been on my show? And I'm like, why haven't I been on your show? <laughs> uh, hello? It's just I'm on Tuesdays. It's a Tuesday, so it works out just fine. <laughs> it is, it, you know, uh, we, we used to say, thank God it's Friday. Uh, I tried to make it Vogue to say, so happy it's Tuesday. It didn't catch on for some reason. No, uh, Tuesdays the don't. No. Yeah, the T-shirt people rejected the acronym and everything. Um, yeah. But, you know, here we are, and we're talking right. about Path of the Pale. Uh, well, if I look at a screen now, it says Path of the Roar, which could be another book entirely. Um, oh, Path of the Pale Rider. <laughs> Path, Path of the yeah. Pale Rider, uh, which I know less than this about. Oh, this, we're going to have fun. This we're is uh, more than an elevator pitch for me now. So <laughs> what? what is this? Is this because cause your, your trailer was like anything but Old West? I know. Uh, that was <laughs> Well, it's, a, it's an interesting concept we have. It's a multimedia experience. Um, there is a comic book, but there's also uh, short films and there's riddles to solve. You can participate in the world as much as you or as little as you want. But the, the story itself, um, it's a Western apocalypse. Um, basically, death has been broken. Um, so, RJ, imagine your body, your you die, but your soul, your consciousness, it doesn't leave your body when you die. So you get to hang out and enjoy your own decay. Oh, nice. Yeah, lovely, it's right? Nice so fall apart. You don't become like a brain-eating, mindless zombie. It's more like it's just yourself, but your brain is decaying in your skull. So you start to go through like memory loss, indifference, violence. Um, it kind of hits everybody differently, either depending on how they die or like how they're decomposing. So it's a pretty rough place um, because it doesn't just affect people. It's animals, insects, a, a lot. There's a lot of infrastructure overpopulation, food crisis. Um, we have so you still got to eat. What's that? You still got to eat then. What are you going to eat though? <laughs> no, but, I'm, but I mean, if, if you're dead and you're decomposing, wh why would you eat? You don't, but okay. that cow that we all want to eat is also walking around, <laughs> still moving after death. So, yeah, see, but you know, it's, it's, it's cruelty free. So, so <laughs> I, I, I extrapolate stuff like this out to uh, the, the most, you know, uh, ad absurdum. Uh, and that, that yeah. is eventually your peat moss. So, uh, where, what happens at this point when, you know, you're, you're, uh, you can be a pile of bones or a pile of ash and you are still there. There is no escape. There is no shooting the zombie in the head. You're there. There's, there's no rest. You're fertilizing the corn crop. Doesn't matter. Your there. presence is still there and it could be haunting people. There's things that can happen. Once, you know, you're a pile of bones and you're still there, some supernatural things can happen. Um, but I promise you, we tackle every single issue that can possibly come up. Every issue. So we either tackle it in the book or we tackle it with the riddles or we tackle it with the short films. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So Jude, our, our main guy's name is Jude St. Clair. He's the cowboy. He's 10 years into the apocalypse. And he's like, really the only guy still looking for the answer. Um, you know, it's funny. I wrote this script back in 2018. Okay. So before 2020 happened, <laughs> keep that in mind. Um, when we got to this crisis of the pandemic, how quickly were we over it? Uh, the day after pretty much for me, like, so like I, I was so totally over it. We were like, we're done with this. We want to move on. You know what I mean? We just want to survive. Um, so that's kind of what this world is. After 10 years, people have moved on. They're just surviving. Um, there's different communities depending on where they are in the United States. And the farther west you go, things have devolved back to the Wild West. So it's lawless. Okay. Um, it's it's a rough place. You got to kind of like wear, your, wear the same clothes every day. So you want to wear like leather, which will survive. Um, if you look at what Jude carries. Now, wait a minute. Back, no. What? But le leather survives all right because it's still alive. No, well, it was probably around prior to that. So something happened okay. that day. But like before that, death was fine. And then once that day hit, you're right. If it was if it was slaughtered after that D-Day, that leather is moving. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm you 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 you've got to Yeah, let's go I'm there. Sorry. Let's I'm going go there. everywhere. I'm going everywhere. Okay, so when I theoretically slaughter a cow, I eat the hamburgers, but I don't really slaughter the cow. Right. Uh, the hindquarters are going to the butcher down the street. I may put the shank in my own freezer. That head, we're just tossing that out in the dump. Nobody wants that unless they're going to make head cheese. Uh, the entrails are going to be scattered to the ground for the crows. Where's the cow? Everywhere. In all the pieces. Oh, he's an extrapolated being now. Yeah. <laughs> so we have characters in this story that are just ahead. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? but they're like, they're where their head is, and they're also wherever their hand is. Their hand is moving. Yep. Their head is moving, and they're independent of each other. Yes. <laughs> just it keep gets my really eyeballs crazy. together. That's it all I ask. I don't know if I can handle one eyeball in one place and one in another, and it's still that be... would be really awesome to have like a spy, a zombie, like an undead spy, so they can take now their eye thinking. out and put it somewhere and then now tell you thinking. what they're seeing. And Van, Van Gogh could be like the ultimate listener. Yeah. <laughs> slip, slip that ear in a box. No, no, no that was just the skin part. Doesn't count. Doesn't oh, hear okay. anything. It's just skin. Well, you got you have to dig deep. You gotta you gotta pull the oh. core out with it. Okay. You know? Well, if you do that, sure. <laughs> get, that, get that eardrum with it, but but it doesn't have to be uh, any longer connected to the brain because it's all dead. It's stuff. all still connected. In it's a whole new science, and you you know you know that if this happened, far fetched. It sure Texas is a wild west apocalypse again. But somewhere there's a think tank that's saying, how can we monetize this? How can we weaponize this? This is, you know, this, this is the best thing that happened to us. Look, well, look at the spies we've got. Look at the unkillable soldiers we have. You know, what's funny. That's in the world, too, where it's like conspiracy theories. Who's benefiting from this? How did this happen? You know what I mean? Nobody really knows. Um, that's what Jude's whole purpose is through this. Um, like the first 13 issues is Jude figuring out what happens. And it's, I do answer this question. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. Sorry, I'm just going to do a quick rant. When when you watch zombie apocalypse, anything, 
film, movies, TV show, they always have the apocalypse is happening, but you don't know how it started. Is, is it a virus? Where did it come from? Is it aliens? Where did it come from? Like, is it sentient yogurt? Like, what the hell? What is this? You know? Oh, you um, watched the stuff too. Okay. Yeah. The stuff. <laughs> that is a messed up movie. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, I was actually eating yogurt watching that film. Uh, the first time I saw it in college, I was like, oh, this was a mistake. I'll have um, to think on that, Woody. Yeah, Woody, I, I for, first of all, I, well, I mean, in order for milk. the cow to be giving milk, it has to be alive. But when the cow is dead, would it still be connected to the milk? I don't know. Probably not, because it's not, the yeah. milk's not the cow. It's not really, you know, part of their cells. However, however if you, uh, like, you know, carve the cow up the day after it dies, and you cook it, and you eat it, and then you flush it, because that's the final destination cow's still there the cow uh, is cow's, still cow's, there yes cow's taking the water <laughs> it's, ride, uh, it's still moving while you eat it oh <laughs> so it'd be moving inside you even after you ate it yeah there you, you'd actually literally have a mr hanky possibly pop out of yep. the toilet uh, yeah we went there folks <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, if we're talking about that, let's talk about insects too. Because I was talking about this food is a major crisis in the story because animals are, you know, if it's a cow, it's pretty big. And if it's fighting you, not willing, not wanting to be butchered, it's going to be a lot more difficult to do that, right? Could we still do it? Maybe. But again, then it's going to be moving. Do you want to eat it? So people are like, well, then I'm just going to be a vegetarian. Now, even though insects don't need to eat when they're undead, um, insects are kind of dumb. That's all they're I mean, programmed to do. That's all they're programmed to do, right? So they probably yeah. won't stop. And pesticides don't work anymore. Lori. We have a problem. Keep keep, <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Bacteria. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's a big old problem in this world. So that's just like, that's what's happening in the background. And then we have the people. So the people yeah. who are decomposing are becoming, are you cutting head cheese? <laughs> We're not going to talk about cutting cheese. We already talked about an animated Mr. Hanky. Yes. Um, we'll but, talk but, about but cutting you, the cheese later. <laughs> you said pesticides don't work on the insects. Uh, yeah. That pretty much means that Lysol doesn't work on bacteria. Well, it can still die. The bacteria will die, so it can't replicate. And it can't keep fucking. Because I was thinking about viruses. They can't yeah. keep reproducing if they're technically undead. But they could still okay. be in your body. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it's like it's a weird fine line in this world. It's like there's a million, there's a million ways to die. Uh, but then you don't get to leave. There's no rest. But these poor people, it's like it's your neighbor. It's your mom. Um, yeah. You know, and it affects everybody. There is no, there is no escape. So when you pass. It's almost like it, they follow um, like dementia, brain, brain degenerative diseases, right? Yeah. How long do you get to keep your rights as an undead person? Because in the and beginning- I'm sure there are people looking you, for, for ways to preserve things. That's also part of the story. I'm glad you're on the right track, right? Because like, we live in the refrigerator? will solve the problems, right? So that's one of the priorities of the undead is to- uh, preserve their their bodies so they can last longer to try and preserve this brain um, as so you can be uh, cognitive for a lot longer because in the beginning when people were undead and they were just going crazy right in the beginning they were running people over with cars they were shooting and not but it's like you become forgetful 
So then they started taking away rights, right? Because now it's like, okay, you're a danger to society. You can't own property. You can't own firearms. You can't have a driver's license or vote. So now we have this group of people who is still a minority in the beginning, right? Losing their rights, being upset about it. And it's creating all these ethical situations. What if the person that died is the head of household and the title of their house is just in their name? They can no longer own that home. Where does everybody go? I, I, have, to, I have to go consult with the Oracle here. <laughs> it's, it's a crazy place, this world. Um, there's a lot of really ugly things that happen. Um, I don't shy away from how ugly uh, and how beautiful the world can be, how good people can be, how terrible we can be to each other. I just kind of shine a spotlight on everything and let, let the reader decide. Because, I mean, honestly, if you put yourself in that situation, I, I don't know. Would you want to live next to one undead? But again, every time you you impose something on them, eventually it will happen to you. Yeah. Right. But, 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 you know, you know, eventually it will first, first of all, uh, I'm curious about patient zero. Uh, you know, when did this first happen? There is, you know, a death in the U S every 12 seconds to about 7,400 a year. Um, so, so, you know, it's a minority, but, but patience wins this race Yes. <laughs> because guess what? You're all coming over to our side eventually. Yes. Um, yes. Well, and I mean, it, it creates a power struggle, right? Because it, and this is spot on for what we're doing for the next short film. We're showing, uh, I'm going to be, okay. So for our short film, let me back up. Every time we, we release an issue, we release a short film and we kind of do different topics from the story. Um, the first one we did a commercial for the undead retirement community. So this place where. Just show the film. Just roll okay. the Okay. <laughs> I was trying to explain what I'm doing, but all right, Pops just wants. <laughs> just show the film, which which right. I don't have. I, I have, have it's, uh, it's on the share. Whoop! People can see this one's this one is shorter. So you just have to share on my screen. I'm I'm just waiting for you to make it full screen or whatever it is you want you to do. You got it. And, uh, or I'll just let Pops drive. <laughs> <laughs> is that what's going on? I don't know. Let me click around here. I'll push all the buttons. Here we go. When it comes to an inspired and privileged retirement, Pine Fox is where you want to be. Quality of life, peace of mind, harmony, it's all here. The setting is beautiful and peaceful. The atmosphere is lively and enriching. The amenities have something for everyone and every interest. At Pine Fox, your health and well-being is a top priority. Our community is growing and just waiting for you to join us. If making the most of your AD years matters to you, the choice is clear. Pine Fox. Katie, time to come in. Okay, Mom. For more information, call 216 555 
888-213-3323 or visit pinefox.com today. I just took it down. I thought you were done with it. I'll put okay, it back. I want to show you, like, so right in the beginning, this guy. Do you see the skeleton? Yeah. In the negative space. So it's like we built in all these, like, really cool things if you look. Um, you know, the glitching out, the you don't see anybody's faces until you got the undead people at the end. You know what I mean? Um, you got, girl. like, a, a salesperson. But then you get these riots that are happening and violence. And then, like, of course, this little girl, this is my daughter. Big old scarred, black eyes, and she's missing some teeth. <laughs> and then, like, the phone number is um, 216-555-3323. It's um, dead, D-E-A-D is what that's called. Uh -huh. so it's just, like, and, it, and it's Pine Fox, but it could be very easily Pine Box. Exactly. That's what they buried you in in all the Westerns, right? They're measuring right. for the Pine Box. Um, but again, this is a conspiracy theory built into the world too, because how do you know that's where you're going? <laughs> you're paying them money to reserve a spot, but then when you die and they cart you off somewhere, where is it? Do you know? No one ever sees you again. This, the, the fact that this would happen in, in a world and, and I'm going to, I'm going to put this back yeah, on the screen a little bit. <laughs> This would this would be more than just a what are we going to do with our dead situation. This changes science. This changes religion. Yeah. This this uh, changes every, you know. You, okay, you want to still be an atheist? Why is this guy moving? Right. <laughs> also, weapons. Right, because yeah. we're still used to a gun-heavy society. Guns don't work anymore. Well, they work well, on they the do, living. They just you know transfer you from one population to the other right but how do you control the undead population you can't with guns so then it becomes more of a focus on like um tasers and electrical weapons because you can still shock the shit out of a nervous system yeah but 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 there's still the the the, the metaphysical debate that would be going on here is like you know what exactly. what is happening in the spiritual is is it full uh, there, right. Can you, Did the rapture happen and, and heaven is full? Um, is something spiritual happening? You're going to have to wait and find out. Um, I mean, there's a pretty big hint in this name right here. I don't know if anybody well, knows. It's, it's, you know, death takes a holiday is, uh, you know, uh, a classic trope. Uh, you know, meet Joe Black. Uh, exactly. Because kind of the pale yeah. rider is, is death. Um, yeah. It's one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. When they describe it in, in Revelation in the back of the Bible, they talk about the four horsemen. He who rides in on a pale horse um, is, you know, is death. Um, so yeah. the path of the pale rider is, where is death? Yeah. Where War are they, they all showed up. <laughs> death, he took a side quest and got lost. Right. Yeah. Who knows? 
He does that. Oh. Damn it. There's so many ways, like, people think there's, you know, aliens, people claim it's government, people claim it's rapture, um, chemicals, food. I and, mean. And somebody's trying to figure out how to put them all back where they food. go because, you, 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 know, you know, there's the one guy, at least, who's sitting in, in some office somewhere just thinking. They all deserve to die. <laughs> yes. I'm there are people out there that, that just want everybody dead. There's people out there that, that, you know, there's different communities. Yeah. That's a fun thing that I play with is like Jude, as he travels on his quest to go find the answer, will go through all these different places where like he just went um, in issue two, he went through this town called Santa Claus real place. Indiana. There's a real place in Arizona. I thought it was in Indiana, but if there's one in Arizona, too, is there one in Indiana? There is the one that he's in is in Arizona because he's out west. Um, but yeah, but in in Santa Claus, they're not friendly to the undead. They stake him outside the walls as kind of a warning. Um, he walks into the the front gates and they're using him as signage, like this way to the bar. <laughs> and it's terrible because these are thinking people. Some of yeah. them can talk and are asking for help. If there's yeah, a bar, tell me there's one cop up inside the jukebox. Um, I mean, but so that's just how they treat them. So there's other communities that are like are friendly to to both living and dead. There's communities where it's only undead. And if you show up at their front door as living, they just shoot you and bring you inside. Um, there's communities <laughs> that pretend nothing, that there is no apocalypse. They pretend like it's normal. Um, you're going to see all sorts of crazy things. We have undead bears. <laughs> Yeah, because this was out before cocaine bear people. Just saying. <laughs> so I'm going back there again. I don't want <laughs> Do to. it. Let's go. But I don't want to. Why? You got all these animals that are predators. Yeah. That are going to do what predators do, which is eat, because yeah. they're animals and they're not hungry, but they're programmed to do the one thing they do. Yes. Uh the whole world is going to go to one particular state of being. And we, we always say that it's gone there already, but we can see the path for this. It's, it's kind of gross. And I, you know, I'm sorry, but it's logical too. Not going to be poop. <laughs> the world's going to shit. Yeah. Uh, we're going peeps. Um, there's, it's, there's a wild answer out there. When we get, my favorite issue is number eight in this first arc. And, um, you find out so much, like Jude gets a lot of answers, like eight, nine, 10, like those are the answers. Um, and he has a, like a kind of a wild ride to get to those places, but eight, eight is like mind blowing and you will get to see what happened to all of these things. Um, we're going to get tuned for eight folks, because let me tell you right now, we're just kicking off three and it's not even launched yet. So, right. um, we got a little ways to go, but I need your guys' help to get there because comic book making is uh, is no joke. Um, if you want to turn out a serious product, you need to have the right artist in place. We just hired a colorist. Um, and, of course, all this extra stuff, the um, whatchamacallit, the, the short films and the riddles, I do all that for free. So when we launch, this money goes right to the comic. And, in fact, I haven't raised our goal um, but really, we need like quite a bit more. <laughs> well, is there's there's not a goal on this one yet. It's still no, a it's just the pre-launch page. page. But our first Kickstarter, um, the goal was forty five fifty. 
Um, we ran at the same goal for the second one. First one, we ended at like 100, I want to say 14%. Um, second campaign, we ended at like 112%. Um, we need to hopefully hit over six grand this time so we can really um, make the product very good. We're doing all sorts of cool stuff too. Like I have plans for hot sauce and um, metal covers and um, the secret. Oh, the secret. So I do a secret reward. I didn't bring it with me. But um, so what the last secret reward was, was called the Bones of Despair. And there was only a few people brave enough to do this one, right? So what I did is I made a bottle that had ashes and bones in it wax sealed and it, it was all handmade like hand stained i constructed wooden boxes with hinges um i put i wrote a poem about how the bones in the apocalypse it's almost like if you put your ear up to the bottle it's almost like putting a seashell to your ear and you hear the ocean where you can still hear the bones talking it's really wild so every, there's four of those going out where people get to the, the handmade box that opens and it has this really cool bottle inside. Um, so that was last surprise one. This surprise one is quite crazy as well. Um, and it's going to be functional. So I've kind of figured out what it's going to be. So those who are in the know, but um, I'm only making these one time. So if, uh, if we're going there and you want a secret reward, this is the one to get. I have so many questions that you will not answer. Maybe, um, maybe I'll answer. Maybe I'll hint. Her, her, has this happened before? Which one? The the event. The the have people stop have living things stopped dying before in the history of your universe? No, this is it. This is the first time event. Okay. Because I'm I'm sitting here thinking of all the other things that happen to people besides, you know, or, or living things other than being eaten and shat out. Um cut and, into pieces is one. I mean cut, cut into pieces is definitely one. Uh, you know. Because listen, when you get bologna, you're getting more than one cow on that slice. It's a, you're getting a herd uh, mm -hmm. in sandwich. Um, this goes through the grinder. And I'm thinking way, way down the road. I mean, if death is dead, fossil fuels. No longer uh, a thing. <laughs> well, well, no longer a thing because. But but are they? Well, because I mean, we'll, yeah, I mean, eventually, still decay. over time, it, it will still. Everything decomposes over time, right? Yeah, There's until no well, I mean, talk about putting that. a tiger in your tank. Um, right, you could, you could literally be doing that. Um, but here's the thing: everybody, it's the world is getting to be so chaotic. Are the people that are doing those jobs still doing those jobs, or are they going home? Um, it's a lot harder to be a farmer. I mean, it would be crazy to be in the medical field. Um, I can just see a ton of professions just disappearing. So your doctor, why? <laughs> I mean, yes and no, but like emergency rooms, uh, funeral homes and directors gone. Oh, um, they're out of work. Right. The one, the one safe industry in the entire world. Is, and it's is gone, gone, right? It's not safe it's anymore. Gone. Same thing uh, with like There's always the second oldest profession. And oh my God, is that a thing? What's what? The second oldest profession. Is that a thing in this world? Um, um, yes, you, you, you got the guys who like the dead girls and guess what? It ain't illegal now. Um, right. Because they can consent. Well, how long can they consent for? Do you, can you use undead as slave labor? 
for all those jobs that are too terrible for regular people to do, how long can they do them for? Um, yeah, it's a really until they revolt. Hmm? Until there's an, until there's enough of them to uh, to tell you they don't want you to do that to them. Right. Until they start to fight back, um, which happens. There are riots. Um, they do fight back. Um, there's a whole undead underground, which you will see. Uh, you're going to see all sorts of stuff. Wow, we have this really cool device in our comic that's called a disc that you'll see my characters wearing. And it's just, it's a like a round um, piece of technology that they kind of sling over. And it's when they uh, tap it, it activates it and it will show a heartbeat and it has a speaker on it. So it will amplify the heartbeat, right? That was like government's kind of solution for telling people apart. Because once the undead started to figure out how to like preserve themselves, it became a yeah. lot harder to tell the two apart, right? And if you have one population that one day is just going to snap and you don't know what day that is, you probably want to know who's who. So they came up what? with this disc because oh. if you have a heartbeat, you're on one side. And if you don't, you're on the other side. But the problem is it's technology, right? What do we yeah, do with technology? technology can be hacked. We hack it. Yeah. I mean, all you got to do is just come up with a, with, 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 with a battery-powered pump, cut yourself open, shove it inside, zip yourself up. There you go. Um, and you, so they're hackable um, devices. They they cause all sorts of problems. But you'll see those show up in the world. Like we, I spent a lot of time building this. Place. <laughs> I can tell because I was sitting here thinking, you know, how can you tell if somebody? You, what, you, what if they're what if they're dead and you don't think they're dead? Right. Um, see, I don't know if you can see behind my screen. But up top, there's Big James the Undead Bear. And below him, that's Jude St. Clair from the first issue. And that circle with the red um, and the heartbeat. See what I'm saying? He's really upset. Yeah. He's scared. So that's what's happening is his heartbeat is out of control. Um, it's kind of like wearing a flash or a, a yellow badge, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. much so much you can do with this. Yeah. Um, and we do it. By introducing a new element to society, a new minority that's no longer a minority that's an increasing, uh, kind of reminds me of um, the television series, not the movie, because I didn't like the movie, uh, Alien Nation. Um, I haven't seen that one. Oh, oh, well, you know. It's, it's put it on my list. Flying saucer full of uh, alien slaves uh, kind of crashes, and the overseers are all dead, and the slaves were refugees, and they've been incorporated right. into San Francisco. It's really good. Um, hmm. Gary Graham and... Um, Mandy Patinkin. No, Mandy Patinkin was in the movie. Um, but well, I like Mandy yeah. Patinkin. But if he's if the movie version didn't, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> well, the, the, yeah, yeah, the movie was forgettable, but the television series really, really got into um, how we treat new people. I mean, you know, yeah. it's like, there, there's there's an alien janitor, uh, and and you know he's he's smart, but he's the janitor, and um, he he says something about something they're doing wrong and they correct him and the black police officer says i hate when they get all uppity oh. like, whoa they went there huh okay <laughs> <laughs> but again it's now a new minority so it's like yeah. what's the <laughs> it's it's um what's the protocol you, you here okay so you you've got this idea in your head at some point yeah. in the past and you you something says comic book why? What is your connection with comic books that made you want to put this here? Have you done comics before? Have you, you know, read comic books, heard of comic books? 
all of the above. Uh, so when I wrote this, I actually wrote it as a full length movie. Um, I come from a background, a small background, I'm being modest here, um, in production. Um, I was choreographing fight scenes and um, music videos and short films for a production company in Detroit called Coattail Collective. Hello. Hello. Um, Lots of people out in the chat. And hello. <laughs> Hi, Carissa. Uh, so basically, I had started that way, and the production company liked my material and wanted me to write more. So I started writing um, web series for them and then had this idea and wrote it. It's a full-length movie screenplay. Um, I had no idea what to freaking do with it. It's big. It would take a big budget to produce, like, Netflix level, right? HBO yeah. level. Because it's um, long-form storytelling now. It's not a movie. What do you mean? Well, I mean, you got 13 issues. You can't do 13. Well, they did Watchmen in a movie, and that was 12. It's a two-hour movie that I broke up into 13 issues. Okay, so... But 13 then is done. No, well, the first arc is done. Yeah, see, you said first arc. That's what I meant. It's like, yeah, so there's another arc that I'm still writing. So it, I love the first story because it's mostly about Jude and him looking for the answer. And he finds the answer right around issue number 10. And then the story changes drastically from that point on. And it like it, it culminates into some really exciting things. And then it launches us right into the next season. Right. If it was like a Netflix TV show series, it'd be like season two. So I'm about nine episodes into season two. Um, so there'll probably be about 12 in that um, season. And then there, there is a third season planned to kind of wrap it up. But then it's done. So three okay. seasons and done. <laughs> well, well, you've got seasons already in your vocabulary. Yeah. Is this being pitched? Not yet. Um, but that was the thing. It's like, I did a lot of research about how to pitch to Netflix and HBO and it's really difficult. Um, you know, as a brand new writer, I don't have much clout. I would be, I am afraid that I would pitch and lose control of my story. Um, that they would be like, this is great kid. Here's your five grand, you know, move along. Um, we're going to bring in all these hotshot writers. They're going to rewrite your entire story, change all your characters to make them, you know, make your female characters floozy and dress a little more slutty, whatever. Um, she might do a lap dance in there. And then um, we're going to put it on and make millions of dollars. It won't resemble your story at all. But what do you care? You got paid. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's, that's like Hollywood. I said, Alan. That's Alan Moore on uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, they, they asked him, what would you think of the, of the movie? He's like, what am I supposed to think? Somebody said, we're going to make a movie with, the, coincidentally, the same title as uh, one of your books, and uh, here's a bucket of money. Right. Look at World War Z. Yeah. That, that movie was, Z, it was like, okay, our main character is a journalist. That's as much as the story we're going to use. There's zombies in it. And then they, they wrote whatever the fuck they wanted to it does not resemble that book that book is amazing that movie is a pile of um mr handy <laughs> it's rough um so, so your characters aren't zombies though what your characters aren't zombies not really uh, no um but they're undead and i think that's one of the hurdles that we have as a genre is because we're different we're they're not it's not a zombie genre per se. I mean, like we have the blood, guts, and gore. Um, like if you were to look at Big James, he's pretty aggressive when it comes to 
you know, zombies. But when you're dealing with the human element, it's very much still human. Um, they're just not alive anymore. Uh, it's kind of tragic, you know, their, their story, but um, it's, it's different. You know what I mean? So when, you know, it's funny because I have other scripts, RJ. And um, when I was looking for an artist, I was like, this is the story I want to do. And I had two artists that were like, oh, it's zombies. I don't want to read that one. What else you got? And I was like, really? You don't even want to read it? it? You won't even let me pitch it to you? They're like, nope. Zombies are overdone. We're not, I'm not even going to be involved in it. Okay. So I was like, I got a supernatural one or I got a spy espionage one. Which one do you want? You know, like. <laughs> but, the, but here's the thing. What, what you have is not a zombie story. You have a setting where you can tell these spy stories and you can tell these supernatural stories because you've got this weird change to the order of natural physics. Yes. Uh, and, and you can do everything with it now. Yes. And we do. We do. We go everywhere. Um, you can have comedy. Everything. Imagine the three stooges <laughs> if they could use actual bricks and anvils. I mean, you know. Yep. We see animals. We see, uh, once we get to the end of this story, like I said, it gets pretty supernatural. Um, in the second arc, it just, it, I love my first arc. Every time we get to a new issue, I get all excited for the readers to like learn more and experience more. And I always love, okay. So when I wrote it as a full length movie and I had to split it up into issues, I was like, okay, major death. We'll put it at the end of two. <laughs> oh, another major death. That's the end of three. Um, so people are going to be sick of me because um, don't get attached to anybody because I kill everyone. And it's usually at the end of the book. <laughs> but they all come back. They all come back. They do, but it's terrible for them. Um, so it's just, it's, it's, it's funny. So I okay, always so, say like, it has a killer ending. <laughs> so you die painfully. Do you stay in pain? Um, it's muted, but yes, I have a character that was burned to death and he says he still feels it every damn day. Even with no nerves. I mean, like if, 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 you know, my, right, my, you my arm got burned stop to death. Once you become like a pile of bones or a pile of mush, right? You probably don't oh. feel that anymore. But while you still have flesh, if you uh, experienced a wound um, to become the undead, you would probably still feel it for a while. I, a place, man. I, lo I love talking about it with people who have never heard the story because you're express. We got a clip that expression pops where RJ was just like, Huh. <laughs> I love that. I, mean, I love it. I mean, when you extrapolate out this concept into everything that death touches uh, in our world, uh, like I said, fossil fuels are the result of things having died, uh, and, and now they don't. Um, I mean, they do. Everything still decays. So it's like death, angel of death is no longer here, but the angel of decay has taken his spot. You can still decay. What happens to eggs? Your mind. You just can't die. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking now of, 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 of chicken eggs, and that makes me think of stillbirths, and that makes me sad. That's uh, way <laughs> sick, man. <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah. I don't know. Birthing an undead baby? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because because I mean, you know, I'm I'm not even talking about something controversial. I'm talking about natural. Oh, I didn't make it. 
didn't make it to term. And you wouldn't know. Well, they would know. If they did an ultrasound, the baby didn't have a heartbeat. Which exactly. came first, the zombie or the egg. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the zombie chickens would stop laying them, we hope. They um, would. They couldn't. You can't You can't reproduce. Um, if we're talking about that profession, that would be much more difficult for the male side um, because things, no pumping blood don't function anymore. So on the Kickstarter, which... <laughs> You're like changing the subject. Which we can't see because it's not launched yet. It's not launched yet. That one right there. Um, Beautiful. Is there going to be an option for people like me to catch up? Yes. Yes. We're going to have a catch up tier. Um, I think we're going to start doing trade paperback at after four. So since there's an odd number, 13, we're going to do four issues. And then trade paperback. So you have still have the opportunity to get floppies one through four. And then once we hit that four and we do a trade paperback, the floppies are collectible items. Um, unless someone makes me an offer. I don't know. And then, um, and then, one and then big it's like of the 13. What's that? Yes. And one big yes. omnibus of the 13. Exactly. So then it was like trade paperback one, one through four, five, six, and seven um, is two, um, seven, eight, nine, and then 10, 11, 12, 13. Did I count that right? I don't know. Uh, Math. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Four and then three and yeah. three and three. So we equal 13. Um, and then we can do an omnibus. Yeah. Um, that's where we're going. So three has a catch-up tier. Uh, it's funny because I love naming my Kickstarter rewards weird things. So last Kickstarter was called Winner Winner Chicken Dinner um, for the catch-up tier because <laughs> you got to catch up, right? So there's two. Um, this one, the catch-up tier is actually called Catch-Up. I mean ketchup, like the condiment I, ketchup. I um, I do this to people, Lori, and uh, be glad your Kickstarter's not running because because I'm always like, you know what you need to do? I'm gonna trademark it and put it on a T-shirt. You know what you need to do? T-shirt. <laughs> um, but but I've I've done this to people, and some of them have done it. Some of haven't. I have actually found a place that will custom print ketchup packets. <laughs> Well, we're not doing the ketchup packets this time, but we are doing hot sauce. Did I show you? No, but you disappeared. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have this lovely background on right now. Let me take it off so it actually like shows. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that uh, if, if, you're, if your um, stream yard is like mine, it will die if you try to take your background off. Oh, did In it? Stream. Well, no, but I mine did, okay. does. So I have um, Path of the Pale Sauce. <laughs> After the pale sauce. And it has big old like be very hot. and a freaky looking poor Jude St. Clair about to uh, get his ass handed to him. And then, uh, of course, this one was made by, um, if you're familiar with Christopher Brown um, and yeah, Big Sexy. Yeah. So they made these, but I'm going to be making my own. He's going to send me the label PDF so I can make more of this. My friend Brian claims that this is a great recipe for Bloody Mary's. <laughs> oh. So, 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 so on the ketchup tier, you can get hot sauce. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> I was like, maybe we'll do ketchup, ketchup on the next one. Or that would be funny if people did the ketchup tier and I sent them ketchup packets. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently they print them empty. You still have to fill them with something, inject them, and then seal them. I don't really them. want to but put ketchup in with the comic books. I wouldn't either. Uh, because oh, I have flashbacks to freshman year of high school. And we carried all our big duffel bags. We didn't have backpacks when I went to school. You know, when when the dinosaurs would eat dinosaurs, you on the way there. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, somebody put a ketchup pack under my books in my oh. duffel bag so that when I put it down on the floor, just, and just, you know, and of course, you know, I'm oblivious, so I don't smell it for a couple of days. For a couple of days? Hard. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. It was 83. It was 83. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get all my books out of the bag all the time. When I finally said, oh, something's crusty and it was dry. It was easy to clean. Well, um, yeah, at least there was that. What probably book left a big old cool. stain from the vinegar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the, on the on the canvas of the of the bag. So you know, uh, yeah, it, 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 it was a little yeah. like, You know what old ketchup smells like when you leave it out for days, doesn't everybody? Gross. Um, oh, I'm, I'm. You know what? I'm thinking there's like a million different paths I could question you on now. And Talking uh, about paths. Yes. Last Kickstarter. Path. The last Kickstarter. Um, I also wrote a choose your own adventure book. Nice. So you can put on the hat and boots and go walk around the wasteland and run bounties. See how long you survive. Not going to be long. Trust me. (laughs) Everything wants to kill you. Um, But it's, it's fun. It's like in that you get to, you can play as many times as you want. You can see some of the characters that are actually going to show up later in the story. So you have like, an insight of who some of these characters are when Jude St. Clair comes across them to know like, Oh my God, that's the Skinner. He better, he better run, but Jude doesn't know who it is. So it's like, you have more knowledge about what's happening in the story than the character does. Um, You get to see some really cool stuff. You get to become undead. Uh, You got to make some hard decisions. Um, And if you make it all the way to the end, you get to take on a persona, which is really cool. And then they show up in the books too. So you could, you could make, um, uh, a, a joke, uh, a joke video game of this, where it's like, you know, just these animals are advancing on you and you shoot them and you shoot them, but they just get back up and keep coming. So there's like no winning. You're just, you're, you're just going to die. <laughs> we were actually talking about doing a like eight bit um, Oregon trail style where you're going through the wasteland with your little character. But when you die, it becomes a first person shooter. Um, it's because your brain is starting to decay. So like the words don't make any sense on the signs anymore. Like you think they're bad guys and like it flips and it's like somebody that you don't want to shoot. Like maybe a bus full of nuns. I don't know. Um, you know, so it's just, it, there's a lot we can do with this and it, there's, it's all going to come eventually. Um, I'm sure once it gets big enough, uh, we will make video games and we will do, we will do all the things. A podcast plan. I have web pages planned. I have anonymous phone lines that you can call as uh, part of the rabbit hole to fall into. Um, there's a riddle that I just launched from issue two. That yeah, what, what's up with the, the uh, R, what's what's up what's up with the R I D D L E's? Yeah, um, Jude Saint Clair, the main character, uh, is what's called a coda. Is a child of a deaf adult, right? Um, so his, you'll, you'll see in the next story what his background is, but you get to see him at, in issue number two, where he uses his skill kind of as a shit talker. This is, he's very sarcastic. So he'll see, he's sitting there playing a game of cards and he's like, oh yeah, you're so smart. And then he's like spelling out douchebag with his hands. You know what I mean? Or like the t-shirt that has Jude St. Clair doing this. That's a yeah. ASL for, um, bullshit. Right. Um, so you'll see that come into play. And that's actually what you have to solve is the riddle on the back of number two. There's a riddle spelled out with hands 
Um, so first you have to figure out what it says, and then you have to solve the riddle. And if you tell me what the answer is, one of my characters will send you something. <laughs> this is a game that's playing you now. <laughs> so we have fun. I have fun. It's like lots it of things like to do to like okay. participate in. So I've got no campaign to look at. How big is the book and how much is it going to cost me? Um, the first issue is in black and white. So if you go to my webpage, I think you can buy the first book for like five bucks. Um, I still have copies. I will still, Maria is kind of a genius. Why? Thank you. <laughs> I have a shop, uh, in, in the webpage even. Yeah. So here's like, it kind of like gives you the pitch and shows what's going on. But, um, so I have a page for just art. I have a page for the riddles and the short films. So I have everything here that, you know, choose your own adventure. There's a digital download. So if you don't want to actually get the physical copy, yes, Pops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pops is here. Wait, wait a second. Is this issue one yes. physical? Five yes. bucks? Yeah. Okay. I have, to, I have issue number two on sale. Oh, there it is. Issue number two is on sale right now for $12.50 if you want to get a physical copy. Um, the Kickstarter, when it comes out, issues will be like $15. Uh, but that also includes a digital download. So Pops is holding something that looks yeah. like it's digest size. Is that correct? No, it's a standard size. No, it's a comic. Oh, you had your you got big hands, Pops. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm not so, touching so that I'm, one. <laughs> well, there's the riddle. That's the riddle on the back for the first one. Yeah, make me big for a minute. Let me show this thing yeah. out. Yeah, this 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 is the riddle on the back. Search if you will find. Search and you will find the crossword. Yeah, I got crosswords in there and clues. All the Anytime social media see, links so that you can find her. Yeah, if you see keys or if you see skeleton hands pointing, RJ, I'm trying to show you something. Check him uh -huh. out. These okay. are actually people that backed the Kickstarter. This kid is the son of one of the backers who did the immortality level in campaign number one. So they got drawn into the comic. There's actually two two immortality backers in that one. There's two in issue number two. Um, we have another one coming up in issue three where there's going to be lots of spots. I actually have a, um, a backer level coming up in issue three where you can get mauled by Big James. Our, the, the undead bear that everybody loves makes a cameo in three and he mauls somebody. So that could be you if you wanted it. There you go. See, you can see right into him. You can see right inside of him. Yeah. He's all messed up. Yeah, dead bear. He's a dead bear. Bears scare me. They're apex predators. They can run fast. They can swim. They can climb trees. Um, they got claws and teeth. Bears. What do you do if you can't shoot it? If you can't get away <laughs> from it, what bear. are you gonna do? Boy, you show that one panel. The bear running at you. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a bad day. <laughs> He's coming to get you. He's coming. Ah, run, girl, run. I know. I love that 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 face that Marco drew, where where Jude is realizing they're not gonna make it. He's just panicked and yeah. um, terrified. And, and you know, getting mauled by a bear in a world where you can't die is possibly a fate worse than and, death. And I'm really, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. You get caught up in the story, and then you listen to Lori talk about where it where it's going, and you you have your own assumptions, your own. Um, idea of what caused it because she ain't telling you 
You see what I'm saying? So you got all the different conspiracy theories and everything that goes along with something like that, right? Yeah. You get caught up in it right away, RJ. And as far as she has this played out, I'll probably be dead before it's over. (laughs) (laughs) I hope not. I want to keep pushing and getting, you know, issues out as quickly as I can. It's just hard, you know? It's like when you have to fund everything yourself, you're paying artists and... Artists are on other projects because they're working too. They got to feed themselves and their family. You know, and I like just want you guys to know funds. Maury's working hard at this. I'm working my ass off. But Maury's working it. really freaking hard at this. because well, she's, she's undercharging for the books. Well, I mean, <laughs> she's always looking for a new angle, somebody to network with, whatever, you know, a new, a new, um, something to catch you with on this some people like puzzles some people like this some people like that um you know it's like she's trying to throw as much at you to to get your attention as she possibly can she's hey, got a lot funko of people pops. Don't know oh yeah my funko pops i'm gonna disappear she's got funko's and all kinds of stuff rj hey, it's crazy. Downstairs don't he's about to be shipped but check this guy out i got a dude sinclair oh, um here. i have i'm getting a a, a special made uh my um, Big James is going to be flocked. Do you know what that means? He's going to have oh. hair. <laughs> oh. He's going to be really cool. Um, the Big James, like, if you go on my social media, you can see pictures of him because I posted him everywhere. But he's giant compared to this one. He's so big that his head is a separate piece. Um, and when I talked to the sculptor about making these, he can only make five. So the next Kickstarter for three, I'm opening up five Big James's. That's it. That's all we can do. So if you want a big James Funko, you gotta get in quick because they're gonna go. Now, Everybody now are wants these big like, James. Are these like official Funko or are these like you know custom Funko? Custom. custom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I mean, look how amazing they are. This guy. Yeah, because the box looks perfect. Look, he puts my cover on the back, and every time he does a new one, he puts the A cover for that issue that corresponds to the character. So like, of course, this is number one. Over here, this is this is the cover to one. Uh, on all the boxes for two, they have the, the picture for two. Um, it's amazing. He's doing a fabulous job. And and this it's guy, not. It's this not just. Made, I was gonna say it's not just the cool stuff. She's networking with so yeah. many different people. Um, her book shows up on so many other people's pages and stuff, Carter. and vice versa. Obviously, yeah. you know, um, it. Everybody's getting into these uh, digital book shares and whatnot on their campaigns like a stretch goal or whatever and it's like Lori is is she's like working every angle yo she's working really hard at this this huh a lot of people don't remember this especially the people who got into it through the movies but i'm 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 old and i know that those first the, the reason harry potter became popular with readers those first three books I'm talking the books, books right? had puzzles and riddles and yeah. things for the reader to solve. Made you uh, think. Now that went away as the series progressed, but you know it was. No, the horse, the, 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 the horrific horse fix or whatever the hell that was. That was a couple books full of puzzles. You're trying to figure the out where all the pieces of the soul were. Yeah, that was. It's that it was, kept it kept true to the end. It was I. Right. But I mean, like the whole concept that she has other books that she created that are part of the lore and you could read those other books. That's the kind of stuff that I want to do with my world, where it's like we're talking about um, Jude St. Clair has a journal that he writes conspiracy theories in. 
we're going to produce the journal eventually. So you can read what Jude has been thinking and searching for all along as he went through these 10 years. It is like Stephen King putting the Dark Tower and everything he wrote in some place. Dark Tower is a is a huge influence in this. Huge. No, you like Roland Deschanel. He's it's like she touches on she touches on everything. Lori studied what she's which I'm sure she studied this pretty much before she jumped in. She kind of had an idea what she was going to do. I worked on it for a long time. Look, as soon as I met her and and saw the passion of what she's doing, I was like, "You need a show. <laughs> you need a show of your own." Yeah. And <laughs> you know, and you know what we we talked about um, how this would impact uh, society on you know the political and the and the religious levels. Um, the the morality of the society. Can you imagine if you're like? If all of a sudden you're not worried about where you go when you die because you know you ain't going anywhere. It's <laughs> not alive anymore. Yeah. So so what's the what's the impetus to be moral? That's that's where they figure that's that's where your rapture theory comes in, where all the good people are gone and we're what's left. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean that was, you know, the thing behind um HG uh, Wells Invisible Man. Well, you know, right. if, if if you could get away with whatever you wanted to do, would you be would a good person or would you, uh, you know, be evil? And of right. course, his guy, you know, eventually uh, moved towards evil because like, there were no This is my favorite part. You have the uh, the let's call them um, human rights or inhuman rights groups, the undead rights groups that are yeah. fighting to make sure that these people don't lose their homes and their status and everything, even though they're going to decay into a puddle in their living room eventually. You right. know, it's like, what? If it's your mom, it's your dad, it's your spouse. The legal you and moral... Keep them with you? You can the, take care of them for as long as possible, maybe. But the it's legal like, and moral implications. Yeah. We didn't talk about this, RJ. Eventually what happens in society is that the government rules the undead have to live apart. They cannot stay. And they create a police force called the collectors to do exactly that. They go and they collect the undead and they cart their asses off to the undead. Bring out your dead. Bring out your dead. No, it's more like get on the rail car. It's more like get on the rail car. Exactly. It's more like people are hiding their loved ones in their house from these collectors because they'll show up and they'll take anybody kids parents and what if you're a single parent you and your kid is alive and you're undead i don't i don't i don't, don't. The, the, now, now, and you don't you don't um you don't know if this government now agency has an obligation to keep them alive or if they're just being thrown in a wood chipper and served up a soylent green you don't um, know yeah. where people are going once they're taken by the collectors. No one sees them again. Okay, well, Lori. Next, you retire next, to the next past video. Huh? Show the next video. You want to see the conspiracy theory one? Just show the next yeah. video. Yeah. I'm thinking of boxer talking, uh, planning to go to the uh, to the pasture, um, which no one's ever seen or come back from. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Good. These videos are great too, RJ. I love this stuff. Oh, we can watch this. My poor 
all of them. <laughs> Good evening. Thank you for joining us on Channel 13 WDED. I'm Lewis Landon. As you know, we've been following this crisis as it develops. And now we'd like to go live to Ali Brock on location, talking to you, the viewer, on what you think caused this horrific crisis. Ellie, good evening, and how are you? Hello, Lewis, how are you? I'm here on location today. We're gonna walk the streets and see what people have to say. Hello, thank you for joining me this afternoon. You got it. What do you think broke the death process? The witches. It's the cats! You know, if I had to pick one thing, it'd be the aliens. Aliens. Yes, aliens. Uh, where did they come from? Um, outer space. Why do you think the death process is broken? I can tell you. It's that damn sh That's the question. And a lot of you are going to say the government. I know, in fact, most of you are going to say the government. I think it's I the government. No comment. <laughs> do, you, do you want to talk about what you think broke the death process? <laughs> Sir. What? Sir, do you have a second? I'd like to ask you a question. It has to be Anthony Fauci. None of this is the reason death was broken. I honestly think it's vaccines. Vaccines? Causing undead and what's causing the human form to turn into the undead. And it's not just death. Think about it. This makes sense. No comment. Wait, are you saying we can't die? I think it's the food that we eat. It's in our candy. I'm not answering no questions. Is it right? that guy. <laughs> Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. I bet it's the cats. I know it's the cats. She really just likes genetically cats. processed now. So GMOs. Remember the pygmies? I think they're back. No fucking comment. It's the nanotechnology. <laughs> a pale horse. And he who sat upon it was dead. <laughs> Look, man, I don't know. Back <laughs> Maybe this is all just, just a really bad trip. government big pharma you guys know who did this and i won't stand for it no comment it's in our coffee <laughs> we can't die well i mean your body dies so where can people go to find this information go google that's what i google <laughs> just google it not the yogurt it's in our drinks can you be more specific no no is there a cure i don't think so Honestly, I think there's a colony of pygmies, and I think they have they they are out casting voodoo spells. That blueberry's got me real concerned. It's in the brisket. Yes, it's in the it's barbecue. In the brisket. Look Did, around you. How many deaths do you hear about? A lot right now. So of course it was the witches. They're the smartest people in the world. <laughs> Skinny G, he he he, he must have given me some bad stuff. He's just a little guy. Your body dies, but. It, yeah, you stay in it while you decay. It's sugar. Don't believe everything you hear. It's absolutely organic. Just the meat, barbecue, and the skin. water, and the water, and the vegetables. That's the limits of life. It's McDonald's. It's McDonald's, McDonald's broke down. <laughs> um, and the reason I say that is, if you think about it, their food don't actually burn. Their food was designed to be consumed by the dead. But see, if you take it, then you die. So it's the consumption of eating the food that only is made for that that do not die. You get what I'm saying? It's McDonald's. It's McDonald's. 
This is a bad show. Crazy, it's crazy stuff. I'm gonna go rob a bank. <laughs> See, morality gone. Bullshit. That's all bullshit. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know why the dead don't fucking die. Look at me, look at me, put the phone, put the phone. And there you have it. We've spent all day asking people what they think. There's some truly wild accusations out there and let me say, we really have no idea. Go commercial. Somebody call 911. Now, Laura, you're in the middle of making another one. Yeah, I am. Um, we already started filming. Um, this one's gonna be—it's gonna be a heavy lifter. Uh, it's horror. Um, it's gonna make you feel uncomfortable. Uh, it's gonna be creepy. It's gonna be funny at times. But it's—it's. It's, um... Send me the list. <laughs> no, Pops keeps asking for. I was waiting list. for you to get up and sign list. off. Huh? I was waiting for you to get up from the road, all bloodied and bruised, and sign off. I know. <laughs> Should have. I didn't have. See, here's the thing. Um, I have to stock up on bl fake blood at Halloween, otherwise I run out. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to appear like the crazy person who's like, "Where's all your fake blood?" You know. <laughs> She'll be out there next week cutting herself just so that there's some blood, right? Is like. No, I'm not Shia LaBeouf. I'm not gonna cut my face repeatedly. Doing the wrestler that. forehead thing, you know. Yeah. yeah. Get it on Amazon. I'm sure you can order fake blood. Yeah, I could. It's like three times as expensive unless it's Halloween, though. It's like, God damn it. I'm just going to buy a pint of fake blood, use it all. The, the um, spirithalloween.com delivered during the year? I mean, hmm. they've, got, they've got nothing but that. <laughs> They're like, we have so much fake blood, please buy some. It's our off season. We're cheap now. <laughs> it might be. I, I actually might do that. <laughs> but the problem is, um, it stains. So you just have to be real careful where you are applying and using the fake blood. Um, there's a short film that I did called Catfishing where I had fake blood under my nose. Like I had been hit in the nose and it was bloody and it was pink for days. <laughs> I don't like this mustache. Oh, yeah. You got to put a little cold cream on first and then and then, and then then the fake blood. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe some um, Put some Vaseline Edgy. first. Because it's basically like corn syrup and red food dye. Oh, I have corn syrup. I can make some fake blood. Yeah, you sure can. Make it. Make so, it. You could just so, bleed your husband, you know. No. <laughs> My <laughs> poor husband. Why would you do that? Do you, remember, do you remember when I was showing everybody the welcome video for the last Kickstarter where he like launches me off? Yeah. Yeah. And then he like, I was like getting mauled by a bear and he like pulls me out of the sea. That was the best moment of his life when he got to pretend to be drunk and like shove me off a stool into some um, padding. I, I, I thought really that, I thought that homeless off the stool. What? He said, you're really going to let me knock you off the stool? He wanted to reshoot that a few times. He didn't think we got it. He was like, let's do it again. <laughs> over and over. Yes. Yeah, you want to get nope, it right. No, didn't get it. We're going to do it again. <laughs> well, I had it, like it, drink and I was like throwing the drinks. So it was like I had um, set up uh plastic sheeting over the wall so i wasn't making a giant mess like right oh. yeah, when your wife knows how to fall professionally take advantage of the opportunity exactly 
And how many times, I mean, like, he's usually a good sport. A lot of times when I do, like, women's self-defense classes and I need someone to toss around, he volunteers. So he's he's had his fair share of me knocking him on his butt. Let, let me get this straight, honey. You want me to go to work with you and let a bunch of women take me down to the ground and lay no, on top of me? They practice on each other. Just me. I have to. Just me. <laughs> oh, just you. Okay. <laughs> well, that's still good, too, you know? Um, I have to demonstrate on somebody so they can learn. <clears throat> when, when are we launching? When, when's this? March 20th, we're launching. March so we 20th. are, we're heavily That's promoting at out. this point. I know, I know. But it's like, you were like, I have a spot tomorrow. I was like, okay. It's <laughs> so like, yeah. I'm there. Well, I, I was like, you know, I kept hearing, you know, this Path of the Pale Rider over and over again. I was like, well, I better get in here before this is done. I'm like, they haven't even launched. Uh, I mean, but, but, you but know, it, for this the is too, because this is the best time for people to sign up to hit that notify me upon launch button, because yes. I'll tell you what, some of those exclusives, they're going to go. And if you want those, like the Funko Pops, for sure, the Funko Pops. Um, and if you want like the, the hot sauces limited, um, some of the more exclusive things like getting drawn into the comic, there's only so many spaces for those things. So if you are a collector and you want the cool stuff, you got to get in there. My my exclusives go fast. Um, I always have a, a, a reward level called Singularity where there's one. And it's always the new Funko. Whatever new character I'm releasing, there's one on the new Kickstarter. And then everybody else, there's five spots available for Big James, right? Okay. So the next one that's coming is Dwayne Fink. Uh, for everybody who's read the comic knows uh, who Dwayne is. Um, that's going to be hilarious. Um but that one's always like, I have this one lady that loves that singularity and she's usually the second backer. So it's gone. See what I'm saying? Like people are going to, if people know what's coming, you want to get in there and grab stuff. All right. Um, you, you know what? I, 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 I've got nothing else to ask here. I would just be going, <laughs> I would just be going in circles. Um, I'll wake up in the middle of the night tonight and I'll be thinking, yeah, you're, I'll nothing be guys up. then. What about oh. this? <laughs> I mean, what about plants? Plants uh, don't die. Water them anymore. I got distracted a little bit earlier in the show because a fly got caught in my Venus flytrap here. I was like, Ooh. yes, it works. Uh, but That's cool. But now that fly's not going to die. <laughs> and, and, well, and it'll that, still be digested and eaten by the plant, but it'll okay. still be in the digestive system. Oh, oh my God. So what happens to the intelligence of something that gets eaten? Is it in the body of the person who ate it? Until it passes. It sticks with the raw material. So like you said, we all become shit. Okay. So so it's not like, you know, uh, I, I, I had a hot dog and it happened to be the vet that Jimmy Hoffa was tossed into. And, and now I'm <laughs> and now, you're know, having, now you're hearing voices in of head. Jimmy Hoffa in your brain? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't yeah, assimilate like, someone else's uh, spiritual connection okay. but I, was, I was thinking like you know it could pass through you i mean i don't think you can tap you can't really tap into it but but do um, people believe it are there some people who might believe it believe and, what uh, but believe that hey you know the, the intelligence stays with the body if the body's in me the intelligence is in me let's try a little cannibalism you know there's cannibals in real life so jude could yeah. experience cannibals in the story if it's something that you could experience in this life there's crazy people out there believe all sorts of shit. they exist there's crazy people in that world too we have a cult we have uh, a valley of just one <laughs> not just one <laughs> I was right. say. there's one specific one that's running rampant 
in the West specifically. Um, we have the science angle behind it. Um, there's all sorts of stuff. There's experimentation. Um, you name it. Like I want to see their social media accounts. Hey, me, still alive. Uh. Yeah. Like, no, you're not. Yes, I am. <laughs> but that's part of the mythos, too. It's like, I'm still alive. Please don't come collect me. I'm working just fine. And then they start, like, misspelling things. and <laughs> <laughs> launch, launch little black balloons on their uh, profile pages. I've now been officially dead longer than alive. Yay. Right. And so they come collect your ass and do whatever with you. Put you through it's the window. My deadiversary. Um, all right. Yeah. Lori. This has been fun. Thank you so much for uh, agreeing to come on and uh, talk with me about this. Uh, my head is full. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And it's like I interview people all the time. And it's like um, I get real heavy into promotion when we're like coming up to the Kickstarter and then all through the Kickstarter. And you know how it is when you're promoting, 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 you get sick of hearing your own voice. But it's yeah. been a while. I run a Kickstarter since October. So I'm like, yeah, let's talk about the story, man. Um, so I love coming, especially getting on shows that I have not been on before and where people get to experience what Path of the Pale Rider is about from scratch. I have a blast. Well, so I just, I so just want you to know, Lori, that RJ is an accomplished author and editor himself. Oh, yeah. And, and I've done some stuff. I can see the wheels turning right now. <laughs> I can see his brain trying to wrap around your world build. And Ops has read some of my destroyer stuff, the Remo Williams works. Mm -hmm. That sounds cool. And I just got done with The Devil You Know Better, which RJ edited a oh, yeah, bunch of short stories. Yeah, and I just got done with the last one. Mike Barron's was last. Um, cool. yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll share something with you on stream here, Pops. There's only one story in it that I went, meh. The rest, I, I thought they were all pretty good. They were, yeah. you know, a lot of different angles on on Lucifer and and you know, it it was really good. I was I was, I was quite satisfied with that one. We just today uh, opened up the reading period at Critical Blast Publishing because we are, you know, Critical Blast Logistics, Critical Blast Podcasting, Critical Blast Publishing, and Critical Blast Consulting. We have big house. Um, you wear a lot of hats, sir. <laughs> yeah, we we just today opened up. Uh, the reading period for our new anthology, uh, oh. which is uh, The Monsters Next Door. So we'll be reading on that for the next um, three, three and a half this, months. This is the cover that uh, Sim or Jim O'Reilly or somebody redesigned live on the air. <laughs> really? No, I, re I redesigned it. I was just told how to do it. Yeah. Art Fisher was Art, the one who was Art, saying, yeah, that sucks. So Somebody was like, you need to do this and you need to do that. RJ just started doing it. If it can be done in PowerPoint, I can do it. There you uh, go. That, that's what I do it all in. Uh, this one here, it's just, um, it's it looks like a horror book. But as you saw with The Devil You Know Better, uh, that looks like a horror book too. But it can be comedy. It can be noir detective. It yeah, can be science fiction. All um, different angles of stories. There was even an Elvis yeah. story. It was fucking <laughs> as long as he's oh. not singing in the ghetto, it's okay. I'm not telling you whether ghetto. he was or not. Don't sing that song. You get killed in my story if you sing that song. <laughs> well, I, like, I scared someone song, across the road when they were Lori, singing that song in their car. It was like immediate Nobody death. gets killed in your story. 
everybody, yeah, that's gets, just it. everybody <laughs> and nobody gets killed in my but story. Everybody it, and nobody. If you kill everybody who sings in the ghetto, the chorus just gets louder. No! <laughs> <laughs> that's when we got to start removing like the lower half of their mouth. <laughs> what if all the zombies start singing it? Oh, we're taking off uh-huh. jaw at that point. No more but, jaw. But but this book here is um again open to all genres. It is um you know you you may live in a cul-de-sac subdivision, you may live in an apartment building in New York, you might live on a ranch out in Montana, doesn't matter. Wherever you live, it's real world normal type setting, except it may be uh you might be next door to a Cthulhu summer house or Dracula may have taken the apartment next door to you. Or uh, there may be aliens uh, who moved in on the cul-de-sac. We don't know. It's, uh, that's what the writers. That's why I love reading this stuff. The writers just tree house may be your your treehouse may be um, occupied by Wookies. You never know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But that's awesome. But that's for later. This is not. This is not my show. This is Lori's show. So we're no, going to end it by. That sounds awesome. <laughs> we're we're ended by telling everybody that the link to this Kickstarter is right below the video. You should have clicked on it a long time ago and hit that notify me button. If you're watching some replay, do it now. It's in the description. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's everywhere. everywhere. If you're watching this on replay and you click on it and it's live, just throw money at it. Just be done. (laughs) You won't be disappointed. You definitely won't be disappointed with anything that you get that Lori's doing because she's putting her heart and soul into it. I promise you. So we released one variant cover last week. Um which is on my social media and it's uh it's a really cool like a i don't even it's like how would you describe it it's like it's not your typical comic book cover the guy does like vector art and it's very like posterish you know what i mean but it's it tackles the riots that are going to be happening in issue three um so that's cool and then i'm dropping another one tomorrow so i put the artist bio up in my group so i usually like tell everybody about who the artist is this artist I'm releasing tomorrow, Everett Watkins, um, has been attached to Path of the Pale Rider since 2020 um, and did has done two variant covers for one and two, and now he's doing three. And um, this one, it will knock your socks off. And then Marco's going to do his cover next. And then I'm having a William Russell cover, probably a pinup. And then a David Sanchez cover. And his is going to be experimental. Him and I were talking like real outside the box. And I think he's tackling a character of mine that has not been introduced. So you guys are going to see this and wonder who the hell this is. And I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to read the book and find I'm out. Reading to find out. Um, because that character is super important to the plot. But uh, I love doing that. Well, you'll see characters and have no clue that you just saw someone that's an integral to the story until they show up like three issues later. And then you're like, oh, I, I that love that guy. kind of stuff. Like, like I was just watching Arrow tonight. I've been rewatching it on Netflix, you know, yeah. a little bit at a time. And they introduced Cupid and um, which was like oh, yeah. some stalker fan. And they're like, well, she's yeah. The, the, apparently you saved her here and she's been here and here and here. And I'm like, I'm going back to that. So like, yeah, there she is. She's in yep. the crowd. She's there. Uh, so I do that. So I, when you start reading my stories, you'll be like, that person's important. I wonder when I'm going to see them again. And then when they show up and you see them and you see what they're capable of, and you're like, oh, shit, that's that person. And then it changes the entire scene. You have to go back and look at it. And, it, you know what I mean? Once you know who that character is, the scene will change for you. Did you ever see Fringe? Yes. Yes. Love that show. And, and, and oh, 
Yeah, me too. And uh, and when they introduce the concept of the observers who are yes. always at these events, then you're like going back and like, there he is. There he yep. is. And it's like, even in an episode where they don't mention them, there, there they are. are. <laughs> There's one always there walking away from the thing that happened. Uh, and it's never any, even in focus. It's like, he's back behind these people taking off. You can see the hat. Um, it's, a, it's an Easter egg hunt. Anyway. We Thank got you some, for coming on. We got some grisly stuff in there. We got some real wild fights because, again, I choreograph fight scenes. Oh, look, it's Pale Rider, my buddy. Um, so, yeah, it's a wild ride. Um, hit that link. Follow along. Um, yes. We're gonna we're trying to go gangbusters with this one. Um, share the so video can, out, people, so people can meet Lori. Yeah. Uh, you haven't tuned in to see this. So share it to your friends and say, hey, check this lady out. Uh, she got something here. She's crazy, and she got knives. <laughs> Now, 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 there's a, there's a stretch goal. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, you know, pale, Path of the Pale Rider um, emblazoned knives. Um, that would be an expensive. <laughs> that would be a laser at him in the blade. Yeah. Uh, well, I know plenty of weapons makers, so I could get a custom made blade made for you. Well, if you're gonna have anything custom made, then you really want to look at whatever might be a custom weapon in the book and have that done. Um, Machetes. Oh, that'd be a big ship. Uh, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to well, ship. A lot of people have like tasers. Um, they have guns, but they don't have bullets. You know what I mean? Because that's a hot commodity. Um, so a lot of times you'll see them point a gun at somebody for intimidation, and it's empty. Um, yeah. uh, or they use like bladed weapons, um, blunt weapons if they can find them. But usually bladed weapons because if you're gonna get into the nitty gritty with an animal, you gotta take limbs off to survive. So Same with humans. I was, that's what I was thinking with humans and make them an answer. You're going to have to lop off an arm or a head or something. You're going to have to lop off a leg so they can't chase you or something. Right. You right. got a black knight, that sucker. Uh, um, I'm, I'm thinking the katana sounds really good right now, but you know. yeah. And, and blades don't run out of bullets. So no, they do not. <laughs> you don't have to reload them at all. Right. But Bolts again, when you chat. get to like a big James, it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'd probably want one of them big, long-ass pikes with a big blade on the end. Yeah, of it. like a pike would, like a staff would be an ideal weapon in the apocalypse work. You know what works best for people like me who don't have these kind of martial arts skills? Dynamite. Hand grenades, dynamite. Yeah. I have an episode, Archie. I have an episode in the second season that's just called Boom. <laughs> we blow everything up. I can't. Yeah. That's, that's, it's like my I, own. I, I, I'm not going to get in that fight because, like, light throw so run. Like, there's like booby traps and explosions everywhere. <laughs> I told you, RJ, she's taking this thing in a lot of different directions. She she obviously thought this out to the extreme before she ever brought it to anybody, and then had more people throw stuff at her, and she's just like ran with it, dude. And it's I like hell. Well, I mean, like I said, it was a full-length movie when it was completed yeah. as a script before we decided to break up. Oh, we didn't even answer that question. I love comics. I'm a big image reader. I'm a Robert Kirkman fan. I've been reading, reading Walking Dead, um, Oblivion Song, uh, Invincible, Battle Pope, uh, Fables, uh, it's, um, East of West, um, it, it, anything that's apocalypse-driven. Um what a saga it, it's just i love i love independence too so it's like i've gotten a lot more independent um you know titles but uh i've been reading comics since probably i don't know high school star wars stuff like graphic novels 
the Watchmen, you know, changes your life when you read that one as a young adult. Um, so that's why. So it's actually my husband that was like, I finally let him read it. And it's weird when you write something that's so out left field and your spouse is like, I don't know if I want to read it because what if it sucks and I have to tell her it sucks and then I have to break her heart, right? So he didn't read it for like months. And finally I let him read, I let him read it. And he read the whole thing in like a night. And he was like, this is a comic book. But I was like, why didn't I think of that? You know, because here I was trying to figure out how to pitch it to Netflix and losing my mind. And he was like, no, this is a comic book. Break it up into issues, let, tell it sequentially. Let, and I was like, let Netflix find it on their own. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then yeah. when we have a following, when we have a reader base and we have an audience, then I have some clout because they're going to be pissed when they the take pale rider has there come. and they put his freaking hair in highlights or something dumb. You know what I the mean? Pale rider has come to see. I know. I love rider. pale rider. We're now, now we know where he is, um, <laughs> where he got lost. And, and, and yeah, when, when Netflix comes to you, it's an entirely different negotiating stance right. than when you go to them. Well, because if you go to them, they get what? 8,000 scripts a day. And they're if like, they what do you, you bring you to the table? More than what that. do you bring to the table? We have 8,000 scripts to pick from. Why you? You know what I mean? So it's okay. This is great. I love comics. Um, I love doing what I'm doing. Um, even though it's new and it's hard and it's stressful at times, I embrace the suck because once I get past that, and then it becomes, look what I did. Look what I stuck with. Look at the people that came with me because we stuck with it as a community. We all grew together and we're all succeeding together. And we all get to eat. Embrace. You want to get on Netflix. I love it. I love it. Yes. That's what you got to do. You got to embrace. You want to get on Netflix, get more issues out quickly before Mark Miller does a, a zombie comic because, you know, they, they, they make whatever he publishes. Uh, damn it. He, well, he's, he's Netflix Comics, literally. <laughs> I think that's his .com, NetflixComics.com. Um, it ain't right. No more, no more Resident Evil. Um, what was it? I just saw like Paramount Plus is trying to do a, a prequel to Pet Cemetery. It's like, God damn it! Can we get something new? Can we get yeah. someone like myself that has a new script to be like, hey, let's change the genre again? Okay? Doing a prequel to it called Welcome to Dairy. Is that happening? Yeah, yeah, it's happening. On. We got that redo of uh, Interview with a Vampire. Why? Why? Why, people? You know, it's like why can't it's we not... redo stuff? Do the redo the stuff that sucked and try to make it better. Yeah. Quit, That's what I said. You don't redo good stuff. You're supposed to remake the stuff that crappy so we can get a better view of it. But then yeah. they're like, there's no audience. Right. There's no butts in the seat. Things all changed when it went to streaming. Um, because we got rid of DVDs and DVD releases in that second form of income. You had box office and then you had DVD release. DVD release income is gone. Streaming oh, income is way different. So now you're starting to see why the movies are different. They're all action. They're all guaranteed. They all follow the pattern. There's nothing experimental anymore. No, uh, it's are very instant gratification time. What? It's, all, it's all instant gratification now. That's what it is. That's and why I love your story because your story is going way out there and it's going to drag me along with it. So I'm, I'm a fan of the never-ending story. You know? 
don't don't kill your characters off. If you do, you better have some spinoff shit ready to go because if I got invested in it, I'm gonna be pissed when it's over. Well, let me say by the time we get to the end of mine, by the time we get to the end of the third season, it is well wrapped up. There is an ending that is well planned out, and it's been planned out since the beginning. So I'm doing a breaking bad, I'm not doing a Dexter. We'll just put it that way. Okay. But at that point, it's time that these characters rest, and I got lots more in this brain rolling around and if you enjoy you know warped things i got you know secret agents and espionage that is way wicked and i got supernatural i got all i love twist endings i'm that person rj when we watch a movie and it's like that guy did it and you're like no he didn't i'm like you watched that guy did it well, yeah. I, I can't tell you the number of times i've interviewed comics creators on here putting out their number one issue and i'm like i wonder if this is what why that's happening and they're like, oh, no, we can't tell you. And then, like, okay, I, I'll give you a hint. I had the guys for Pocus Hocus on. And uh, they, there was, like, this this magical bunny that follows the magician. And I was like, please tell me he talks. No, he doesn't talk. And first, second issue pops out. Damn thing's talking. And I was like, what? They said, I know, we had to lie to you. It was like, you you, you hit, like, three plot points of the book. And we're like, this guy's derailing the whole thing. We can't talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm that way too and it's like i'll say it and then it happens in the movie and i'm like god damn it you know like <laughs> to the point where my husband's like i don't want to watch movies with you no more because you spoil it i'm like sorry well, I, I used to do that with uh when, when my ex-wife was watching hallmark christmas movies and then i figured out it's really not fair it's all <laughs> one plot it's, it's 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 the girl from the city going back to her hometown meeting guy in plaid shirt uh, yep and falling in love being conflicted about it and realizing her boyfriend back in the city is an asshole. And uh... oh, I don't watch the Hallmark Channel. Someone was like, "You ever seen um, the Notebook?" And I was like, "No." And they were like, "You ever seen the Notebook?" And I was like, "No, no, no! I will never see the Notebook, people. That's not my cup of tea. I like Clint Eastwood movies. I like sci-fi, horror, drama, and martial arts. That's where I live, and that's what's in this story." So there you go. there's no notebook in here. There you go. RJ, Lori, I'm going to get out of here and let you end the show. Um, yeah. We're all going to get out of here. Um, uh, look, Lori, always, always a pleasure, my dear. Um, Y'all tune in Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Lori does show that kicks ass. One of the yeah, we have shows fun. on the network. I, I know Doc don't believe it, but it's one of the better shows on the network. Um, <laughs> you know. He's just jealous. RJ's out here every, you know, Monday through Thursday and, and Friday with the LCS guys. And he does all kinds of stuff. And, and look, man, he, fulfillment, all that shit. Go to RJ. Just call RJ. You're so busy. I don't know how you do it. Y'all have a great night. I'm Lori, launch this thing, then come I back know. here and do it again. Okay. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go over the tiers and we'll try to raise some money. Heck yeah. Guys, nobody ever buys on my show. They don't. No. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like last campaign, like every show I did, the number just stayed the same. But then like the next day it went up. So they must be watching. I had, I had one show where the, where somebody did a refund during the show. And I'm like doing the refresh and the number went down. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. my head. like no one's going to come out if we're going to go backwards. <laughs> like god Everybody, damn it <laughs> yeah. don't go on that rj guy show you, 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 you lose money. 
No, Everybody in the chat. I had a great time. There's some shows that are so stuffy. You go down there and they're like, oh, so, not here. Yeah. You're yeah. Like, yeah. No, I, I, I don't, I, this is fly by the seat of my pants. I have no idea what I'm going to say until I open my mouth. Uh, <laughs> I think it depends uh, for me. Like it depends. Like Jorge Medina came on and him and I are buds. So I didn't plan anything. I read his, his comic and I had questions in my mind that I wanted to ask about what he was doing. But like he brought on a, a, a another guest who I'd never heard of. And I was just like, okay, tell me about yourself. You know what I mean? So it's just, again, just see where it goes. And it's always a lot of fun when you do it that way. Most of the time. Most of the time. Most of the Everybody time. in the chat, thank you for being here tonight. We don't have Hi, a Dad. show without you. We're just a podcast falling in the woods otherwise. Uh, and, <laughs> and, of course, while you were here, as always, we just hope you had a blast. Good night, everybody. Hey, yo, it's me, Pops Fan Marmalade, and you're watching the Comics Related Madness Network. So come get some Cromcon.